Good afternoon, everybody. It's one o'clock almost, one o'clock. And we're bringing back a few special guests into the VIP room just to try and inspire you and help you on your property journey. Now, what better way to do that than to bring in people that have already done what it is that you're trying to do? They've gone through the journey and they've gone through the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows. So they can share their experience with you to help inspire you and help you move forwards as a property investor as well. So I'd like to keep this as interactive as we can. So when everybody starts to get on board, when everybody can start watching, then we can start commenting and we can ask questions along the way as well. So what I'd like to do is bring up Ben, Ben Head. Hi, Ben. Good afternoon. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. Awesome. So Ben's agreed to be here today, folks. And Ben is on one of my investor programs, which is my 12-month mentoring program. And Ben's here to share his journey and share his story about where he's come from, how he's got to where he's got at the moment. So before we start, Ben, can I just ask you, how many properties are you actually controlling at the moment? And how many have you got in the pipeline? Uh, So currently, I've got seven properties that I'm controlling. And I've got uh, two properties in the pipeline at the moment. Right. So seven that you've got that you're controlling and two in the pipeline. So that's nine properties over what period of time? How long has it taken you to get them? Um, it depends on what you talk about, really. So it, it could be a few years if you talk about the, the first courses I've done. Since I've been with you, Rick, uh, I've only been with you for a year, and that's from the VIP, um, and the mentoring's been less than a year. Um, but it's, I started, my first two properties came in in November. So four months I've now been running, and I've got up to seven. Seven in four months. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good going, right? Not bad at all. And you started in the VIP. And we'll talk about that in a second. So Ben, tell me a little bit about your background because you've not always done property. What is your other job? Uh, so I'm an electrical contractor, uh, commercial electrician by trade. And uh, I mean, that that did come from property anyway, to be honest. Um, my, my, my background is I was, I was 14, 15. And instead of getting max power and looking at women and cars, I was sadly looking at property. I was buying Home Builder magazine, I think it was called then, and it was a self-build magazine, and it showed renovations, and it showed how much money um, people were getting out of, of, of their renovations. And I just loved looking at distressed properties and just looking at them getting renovated and made into beautiful homes. So I, I fell for property really young, um, and that's when I decided I've got to do something in the trade. I want to get practical skills because um, I didn't have the financial background to sort of just go straight into properties. So I thought I'll get a trade and I'll uh, work my way up from there. So that's what made me become an electrician. So your full-time job as an electrician then, how demanding is that? Very demanding. Uh, 40 hours per week is part-time. 40 so, hours a week is part-time. Okay. Part-time, it's yeah. a really good case in point because lots of people talk about not having time to invest in property. What's one of the biggest things that we actually talk about is time and money. So not having time, how much time do I need? What if I can't fit it in with my full-time job? So let's talk a little bit about that. So we've gone from you um, you wanted to get into property, you've got to trade along the way, you're working 40 hours a week, but you've still managed to accrue what seven properties in as many months. So how have you managed to fit it all in, Ben? What can you help other people by sort of telling them what works for you alongside your full-time job? I've, I've been very lucky, really. Um, 
I was doing full time for a lot of it and just working in the evenings, working extra hours. I was dropping a bit, a few hours at work. Um, I, I've, I've been doing sort of 60 to 80 hour weeks. So I dropped them down to the 40 hour weeks. And, um, and then, yeah, I just started, I, st I started, um, well, I started just dropping some of the electrical work in the end because I'm self-employed. It's made my life a lot easier in the, I turned around to one company. I said, Monday is a day in the office for me. And that day in the office actually meant it was a day of property for me where I was uh, putting the deals together, looking for deals and um, eventually even doing all the tenanting and all on Mondays. Um, and then anything I couldn't fit in then, I was doing it on the weekends. I was doing it on my lunch breaks uh, whilst I was at work. Um, I was reading books while I was at work, you know, all about property. Just mm -hmm. I was always immersed in property. And to be honest, sometimes I felt like I was going to my day job to get away from just being busy like outside of work with property and but i was still reading property and still getting involved and i remember i remember i mean rick saw me as well uh i was doing a was doing a, a course on how to set up your business and you know a, a sort of cut it was a business in a, in a box i think it was called yeah um and uh yeah rick constantly saw me on there just doing commercial work working as an electrician with my headphones in constantly on there just trying to get that information and knowledge into me I mean, it's good. I mean, I, I love talking about people that say that they don't have time because, of course, we've all got the same time, etc. But it really is how you manage that time, Ben, isn't it? So you just said that you were doing, you know, you were reading books in your lunchtime, you're doing bits in the morning, you're doing bits at the weekend. And now it's got you to the point where you've got these properties. So you've got seven rent to rent. So you've chosen rent to rent as a strategy and purchase lease option. Can you go all the way back? And so people that are looking to start in property or maybe looking to join the VIP Academy, how did you actually start everything? So you mentioned business in a box, which is a course that I'll be releasing soon in VIP. But what was the first step that you did that actually tipped that balance to say, right, this is actually a real thing now. This is started. So it was October 2020. And just on Facebook, all of a sudden, I mean, we all know that Facebook and the computers track our lives anyway. Um, I got sent a uh, sort of, uh, I think it was a one day join us and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll tell you all about property. And they basically sold me a, a, a course. Not me, which, not me, somebody uh, else. Yeah, this is not Rick, yeah. No. This is back before Rick. Um, but it did lead to you, though, um, through, through a recommendation. Uh, but yeah, so that was 12 courses, I think. And we're talking buy to let, rent to rent, lease options, um, commercial distressed property there was loads of different courses um and it worked out about a thousand pound a course so it was twelve thousand i spent there um no mentoring no hand holding it was three day courses over the weekend and i'd say half of one of those days was trying to sell you the next course um so they've just given you a little bit of a sneak peek and now it's by the next course i did fall for one of those extra courses on purchase lease options because i it interested me. It's, it's a difficult strategy to get your head around at times. Um, and it's also pretty similar to rent to rent. So it, I think that sort of just struck a chord, you know, the, the low, the low uh, upfront costs really. And uh, yeah, I took that course on and they were like, yeah, we'll get you your, your deal over the line. We'll get your first deal. I still didn't have my first deal. Um, I spent another 5,000 of those. And uh, yeah, I was, I was starting to get a bit demotivated and, just didn't know where to turn, didn't know what to do. And um, and actually, they were really against rent to rent, despite the fact it's really pretty similar to lease options. 
um so so yeah then uh i actually met a friend on that one who said oh have you heard of rick gannon he does hmos he does uh rent to rent and i said no i haven't so i, I just went on to facebook started following rick and got into the the daily property update news and I was, I was just immersed because I think you, you kept me going every day with the fact you were there just giving me information I didn't know. And mm-hmm. I started following your clubhouse and and, uh, and then I started doing the, the, the business in a box challenge. And it wasn't until that, it wasn't until that point when I actually met Rick that I actually started building a Facebook page, um, building a website, getting myself out there on the net and, and talking about it more to people um, and feeling more and more confident because you do you just feel like rick's got your hand and that's before the mentoring that was not even mentoring that was just the vip um so i could just see amazing value in it straight away from that thank you ben i appreciate the comments on that and if anyone's thinking about you know um whether training and mentoring is good or bad for you you've got to make your own decision and i think sometimes people people either need it or they don't need it and i think that you know you can either go out there and be lonely in the journey and make all those mistakes or you can take a mentor can't you and you can learn from their mistakes and they can help you in steering you in the right direction because there is so much involved when it comes to property and there's so much involved when it comes to hmos so we've got quite a lot of people watching live so what i want to do is invite everyone for questions so i've got loads more questions for ben myself but if you've got any questions at all then please do type them in the comment section now you'll see a link folks at the top of the post and it'll say allow StreamYard access to your profile picture otherwise we can't see who you are otherwise it'll just say facebook user all right so ben you've moved on now to seven rent to rent hmos how much did you know about hmos before you came on my program uh i did i did the the three-day course with the other company um so i knew a little bit about them but um I think because it was a three-day course and that's it, it just sort of slips out your mind again. Whereas, um, and, and also that company, they wouldn't allow you any access to the videos after six month, months. So mm-hmm. I've no longer got any access to their videos. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with, with yourself in the vault and everywhere, I can just drop back into any month. I can drop back into any video and I can get that information and I can refresh my mind. So in terms of your learning curve, um, I mean, was it sort of you knew a little bit already but how how sort of quickly did you realize that actually I need to really know what's going on now because I've just got my first deal over the line. This is real. And and how quickly do you think that actually sunk in? Um, it, it sunk in quick. I mean, like I said, I was, I was pretty um, involved in any way. I was, I was really getting getting involved in all the courses and, and trying to learn as much as I could. And uh, yeah, just you start getting those questions, which are the bits you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that really didn't help me at the start was not having a, a rent-to-rent contract to read, because once you've got one of those contracts to read, you you can sort of see exactly what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the other company they wouldn't provide one. Um, whereas, uh, what, what sort of um, you went into rent-to-rent? Was that a reason behind that, Ben? Specifically, why did you chose rent-to-rent HMOs? I chose rent to rent simply because um, I had no money. I'd spent all my money on courses, and right. uh, and I, again, you know, it was before the, before the mentoring. Even I, I spent eighteen thousand in total. Yeah. So I was I was really against spending any extra money on courses, and I needed to start seeing some money coming in. And rent to rent, 
being the lower outlay at the start, I thought this is great. Um, I've got the skills. Um, I'm an electrician, but I've, I've also got other skills. I can do plumbing and stuff. I can I can fit kitchens. I've done my own kitchen, my own house. You know, I've I've learned a hell of a lot of skills that I can yeah. I can do the, uh, the the own property maintenance and stuff. Then to inspire other people. You don't have to answer this, but the properties now that you've got over the line. So you've got quite a big portfolio already, right? So you've been with us for just under a year. You've got seven properties and you really have gone off to a flying start. Can I ask you the monetary value to you per month, how much you make on those properties? Um, it's not as great as it could have been, but it's about two and a half, three thousand. Three thousand pounds a month. Okay, yeah. that's not bad, right? Not bad from properties that you don't own and you don't have to put stamp duty down and deposits. So that's a really good start. Are you looking to leave your job as an electrician at some point in the future? I, I pretty much already have left it. Um, I'll always dabble in it. I, I don't. I don't advertise with people come to me for recommendations. Uh, I had a boss who had a heart attack, so I jumped in and helped him out where I could. Um, but yeah, I've, I've pretty much, I've not been on the tool since before Christmas now, uh, November. Which is pretty good going, right? I think, where's yeah. it going to, where, where, where are you sort of heading towards, Ben? How many are you looking for? How many deals? So my goal at the start of 2021 was, I think, £500 or £250. I think it was £500 per calendar month was what I wanted. Okay. Um, and I'd reached around about 1500 to 2000 already by the end of 2021 but it all came at the end of it like i say mm -hmm. uh, my mentoring started in june july and um and yeah it, it that's that's when it all came together was when i got the two properties in november two in december yeah that's how it happens yeah. isn't it i mean loads of people that come onto our programs sort of get to six months and are like oh you know so how do we do this it's not happened so quickly it's not happened so quickly as i wanted it to then all of a sudden like the compound effects, things just start clicking into place. And it does happen quite a lot. Let's talk about motivation, Ben. So we know that in business, motivation peaks and troughs, it goes up and down. Sometimes it can be a hard journey. How's your motivation been? And when things are tough, when you get to the point where you think that, oh, what is all of this for? None of this is working. How did you manage to keep going? Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because uh, I took on a, a hell of a lot. I took on ten tenants, then another nine tenants in the space of two months, and uh, I, you know, I, I had a bit of an idea of what I was going in for. But um, my motivation at start was very high. I really wanted to do it. I was really pushing. Uh, there was a lot of outlay at the start. Um, these properties were licensed, and they had fire alarms that were out of date. So straight away, um, I'm an electrician, so I've saved a bit of money, but it still cost me about £150 per property to get them up to date just on the fire alarms. And, and there was loads of other issues. I'd, I like decent homes. So I've, I've, you know, I've provided really good, decent homes for my tenants as best I can uh, 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 with the, the money that was available. So I think with the finances, the motivation started to get to me. And it was around about Christmas that I started to really feel it quite hard. Um, I took a lot of time off over Christmas. I had three weeks off in the end. Um, but yeah, there was times when I was thinking, what am I doing? You know, I've still got the best part of a three year contract here. And, uh, you know, I was, I was getting kicked down a bit, but you just got to keep going. You've got to get through that grind. And, um, I got some really nice feedback from tenants, which really helped. Um, you know, they were just saying how fast I was with the maintenance, how happy they were with the improvements I was making and 
just generally making their lives better. And uh, as a commercial electrician, I didn't get that. I didn't, I didn't see any. I was I was building hospitals, I was building fire stations, which is rewarding in its own right. But you don't see like you're not helping out the little people at the bottom. And um, you know when I was doing this, I, I had people that were living in in bad houses, and I, the, the difference I made to them. I mean, I, I have actually rehomed two homeless people um, because I've got the the flexibility in my portfolio to uh, allow people that could be a bit of a more of a high risk into my portfolio. And to see yeah. the, the the changes in their lives has been fantastic. Like just the difference of them looking rough when they were out on the street to coming into a, into the, the property that I've done up, the bedroom I've done up for them, and they're just so happy. They've then got their kids coming into it as well. It's and an it, amazing it's feeling, it? so rewarding. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it is an amazing feeling. And for those some people don't always get HMOs. The way I see that, you know, we we are paying it forward because we're taking one unit of accommodation and we're making potentially five, six or seven units of accommodation. So we're making it more accessible for people to be able to rent rather than less accessible. Let's so talk one money. Of, one, of my, sorry, one of my tenants just recently, um, she was umming and ahhing, umming and ahhing. She was like, oh, I've just found a studio for £550 a month. Your room's 430 And I was like, okay, is that all bills included? No, it wasn't. I said, well, add the bills on top of that, and now the energy price has gone up. Do you want that 54% energy rise on your one energy bill, or do you want it spread out across five people? And she soon went into that into that HMO at 4.30 a month. And, it's um, so affordable, Ben, isn't it? It really is. You know, It's fully furnished as well. Let's not forget that. So that's yeah, another yeah. cost that they don't have to pay for. Bills are included, council tax included, the energy bills are included, cleaning is included, maintenance is included it's just a no-brainer for those that are looking for that transient renting lifestyle then in terms of money so you mentioned i uh, came onto my program didn't have much money because you spent it on another course didn't do any there didn't get any results with them so you were on a budget you've got seven hmos on average how much does it cost you to get those properties up and running and cash flowing out of your own pocket so I had sourcing fees with each property, um, and they were £2,000 per property, which I was happy to pay um, because the deal I'd negotiated was that they actually ended to term of their contract early. So I really only covered their rent until the end of their contract. Um, but I also took on all the beds, uh, mattresses, wardrobes. They, they'd furnished a lot of it already. So I knew there was already a lot of outlay there, and they'd, all, they'd already put new carpets down, painted some of the rooms. Um, so yeah, I was I was dealt with a really good position to be in, and uh, it was it was a high outlay for me at start, just even two thousand per property. But yeah. don't forget, I had two. Uh, well, in four months, then I've I've got seven. That's fourteen grand straight yeah. away, um, and I didn't have any money at the start of it. So yeah, I've had to fork it out of my own pocket and, and find it where I can find it because I know that it will generate. It's generating three thousand a month now. I know yeah. that it will generate the money and it will put it all back together later on this year have you, have you given yourself like a six month break-even point on those uh yeah yeah i've got um i mean it's, it's been all up and down with the, the money because i didn't see some of the maintenance jobs until i got into the properties yeah um some some things like appliances and fridge freezers that were just rubbish just breaking rusty um and even just poorly performing on energy um bad seals where you're going to be spending more money on the on the on the electric for that fridge freezer because it's just not doing its job 
Mm. Um, and <laughs> and a fridge freezer which had more ice in it than than the Arctic. You know, it was ridiculous. Um, but uh, so yeah, it was, it was just putting all that together. And and I think I, I couldn't really tell you where my break even is at the moment. I've been so busy, I haven't been able to work that out. But at three thousand, I'd I'd say I've spent twenty thousand already. Um, Isn't it? It comes to a point, Ben, when it's that feeling that you get that you know you don't you no longer need to rely on the income from your other job and then you've got to make that decision of when to actually say right okay now is the time to walk away and just do property full time have you had those thoughts yet i know you want to leave your job and you're almost there at the moment but you're still working as an electrician you've still got that tie have you had those thoughts that right this is a cut off now and there's no going back um I hate my job and I love my job. I, I love being hands-on and I don't think I'll ever put the tools down. Um, but I do enjoy not having to get up at 7.30, well, get up at 6.30 in the morning to get onto site for 7.30, being a cold, horrible building site um, and and just getting paid an hourly rate, which is yeah. less than I deserve. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad at the point I'm at at the moment, but I do honestly think that once I've got, this mountain of maintenance out of the way, which I'm pretty much there now. Um, I'm going to enjoy my summer. And then in the winter uh, this year, I'm probably going to go back to sparking a bit just to subsidize a bit extra on the side um, because I'm also looking at expanding. I'm looking at a purchase lease option at the moment, um, which will mean I'll need to find nearly 100,000 probably in the next four Mm. or five years. Yeah. Um, and 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 the property owes me money. The property company owes me money. You know, at my own at my own personal pocket, I think it owes me about thirty five grand now. So um, I'm not going to get that. I'll get it if I get more deals. But at the moment, I'm, I'm the deal speed is is a bit too much at the moment as it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'm think happy to you've got to get to the point, haven't you, where you say, right, you've got to consolidate now. You've done really well. You've absolutely flown. Now the point is, you've got to start making money out of those properties that you've got. The thing is, when we go too big too quick, and I've seen this so many times with students, um, they get the taste of the blood, the first kill, they get over the line, then they do another one and another one, and they know how to do it now because it's just a case of rinse and repeat. But then they get to the point where they've got 10 or 11 houses, half of which are empty, and they're not cash flowing. Now, when you're doing this on a guaranteed rent scheme like you're doing on a rent to rent, then that can be a huge problem and a huge cash flow problem. So get that cash flow sorted, slow down a little bit, Maybe just get those rooms to where you need them to be. And you'll know the point where you need to move forwards. You'll know the point that you need to do to get to the next step. Let's talk about deals. So we talked earlier about time. Lots of people say they don't have the right time. Some people say they don't have money. We've spoken about that. And then the next problem we get faced with are finding these deals and these leads. So can you walk us through, Ben, what you did in the early stages, what you've done now and and how it's all come together for you to get hold of these properties? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different to, to most people. Um, I, I I had no money. I had no way of going about it, apart from just looking at the mentoring and trying to work it out, looking at the landlord letters, um, which I think everyone hates, but it's just something that's got to be done. Um no, thought, not everyone hates them. The only people that hate them are the people that don't understand them. <laughs> the people that love them are the ones that we can, you know, landlords out there that we can help. You know, I mean, we've got 2.4 million people in the private rental sector. We're not going to be able to please everybody, are we? I, I meant as investors just having to write them. I, I, I hated English in school. I love maths. So 
I can't remember. You're going to outsource it. Outsource it then. Yeah. Um, so I, I went for um, I went for networking. I networked my my butt off, um, and someone in the VIP group they said, "Oh, have you spoke to this person here? They're in Plymouth doing rent to rent." And um, you know, I thought brilliant. I, it's been horrible since COVID. It's all been Zoom and over the net. Like, let's go and meet someone. Let's go and have a drink and actually speak to someone personally about rent to rent and, and get their experience and. Uh, it was really good. She gave me lots of great tips and pointers. And towards the end of it, she actually said, oh, I'm actually probably looking at offloading my portfolio of rent to rent, um, which was very lucky. It's, it, but it, it, it's a, that thing. You've got to be networking. You've got to be in it. You've got to be speaking to people. And you never know where it's going to lead. Um, Let's talk about networking a bit more then, Ben. And one of the things that I really, you know, because you're part of the group, but one of the things I really bang the drum on is networking. Some people don't get it. Some people don't get the value. That's meant for you. It's completely changed the way you've done business. It's completely changed the way I did my business. How can you give tips to people that are introvert, they're not really that outgoing, don't particularly want to talk to others? What could people do to put themselves out there more? And which platforms would you recommend? I think getting a page up and running on Facebook and, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot you can, you can hide behind pages and posts on Facebook. You can do questions in your own time. Um, and, and you can, and you can write them in your own time. And, uh, I think when you get that confidence and you can actually go out and do a, an actual personal meetup, you can hopefully do a, a big meetup with, with a lot of people, or maybe you just want to do the one-to-one meetup. And, uh, and it's just having that confidence. It's just the video, the amount of videos I've been through to, to understand it, the contracts I've read through to understand it, and, and then feel more confident about going and actually meeting owners or going and meeting other property investors and, and, and just, yeah, just feeling confident in yourself about what it is you're, you're, you're trying to achieve. And how do you think it changes your mindset, Ben? So you talk more about, you know, networking and getting out there and then getting out there and doing viewings and getting in front of people. Do you think that changes your mindset from just, you know, sort of kind of like, well, this isn't real. I'm only sat in front of a computer and I'm just looking at Rightmove and I'm looking at Zoopla to actually doing something that's real and tangible? Yeah, it's it's really odd how it changes your mindset because you walk through town and you look at everyone and you go, he's doing property, he's doing property. And you think everyone's doing property all of a sudden and you just think there's so much of a like challenge. There's so many people doing it where's my chance to get in? Where am I going to get my foot in property? And, and it's weird because they aren't, they aren't doing property, most of them. Um, obviously, when you go to network meetings, you have a look at how many people in the local area are doing the meetings. Um, and there's, there's probably only a few in my city um, that actually go to the meetings. And uh, you realise there is, there is an opportunity to get into property. Mm. And, and it, it does change your mindset in different ways. You know, you, you realise that there's always different avenues, always different ways, there's different strategies. Because I didn't even, I didn't even know about rent to rent when I first started in property. I just thought buy to let. I thought buy to let was the main one. I thought that was it. And the other, the other company, they did a, they did a chart of the UK, and they got a big black pen, and they went from Bristol across to Ipswich, and they said anyone that's south of this line, get off this course now because property is not for you. Crazy. And I said, well, it's got to be. There's got to be something for me in the southwest. And I thought, well, SA holiday lets that that's going to be down here, but yeah, rent to rent, HOAs. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? All right, then. So I think 
I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention that. I know the other course provider, but I won't mention their name. Talking about the difference between a single buy-to-let property and a HMO. Very often, people and course providers will encourage new investors to cut their teeth on a single-let property rather than go into a HMO that is perceived to be a lot more intricate and a lot more problematic. What do you think about that attitude, Ben? Do you think it's founded? Do you think people should cut their teeth on buy-to-lets first? Or do you think it's just, you know what, cut the middleman out and go straight for the kill, go straight for the jugular? It all depends on what you want to provide. So if you want to provide poor accommodation, you've got five people that are going to be upset about that poor, that poor accommodation. So they're not going to be staying. You're going to have a high changeover of tenants and you are going to find it really hard work. But if you're providing great accommodation, if you've stepped into like these ones here, um, you know, the owners didn't provide the greatest accommodation. Um, so I, I brought it up to the standard that was what I want in my company. And it's still a little bit below my standard. But the difference that those tenants that were already in there have seen is has been well, en- enormous. What I'm, kind of alluding, what I'm alluding to is that lots of people will be out there to say, don't go straight into HMOs. Do yeah. buy-to-lets first. Learn your trade with a buy-to-let property and then grow and expand into HMOs. What do you think that's good advice or do you think that's just completely not necessary? No, I don't I don't think so. I think like the, the cost of buying one buy to let and then the, the cost of a HMO is it's not a lot different. You you could spend probably fifty or sixty thousand extra and get a HMO and the profit you're gonna get coming in from it, even if you gave it off to an agent, if you weren't confident, give it to an agent and maybe just work your way slowly into understanding it and getting used to it. But the only thing that's really different in HMOs is they're actually easier i'd say because you've got an amenity standard you've got a standard that the council want you to work to you haven't got a standard in buy to lets you know that that's not there it's probably coming they're looking at licensing and stuff but at the moment it's not there so they've even given you a little checklist does does this property come up to these standards you know and you can go through it you can tick it you can work on it um so yeah i, I think in some ways it's easier it's i think you know you've got to do what you you've got to do you've got to do what's right for you but i do believe that you know there is always a way in to get straight i went straight into hmo you've gone into hmo lots of my students will just go straight into hmo because the cash flow is five times as much and i want to say to everyone that's listening out there right when people say hmos are more trouble they're not the property doesn't define the property the tenant defines the property so if you take on the wrong tenant and you put that tenant in a single let property, then it's going to be just as horrible experience as you put them in the HMO. So it's all about the due diligence and the tenant type that you take. So Ben, we've got a couple of questions coming in, but before we do, I want to ask you one more thing. How do you, how more, or what's the word I'm looking for? How much more do you think your journey was accelerated by having help and by being in the VIP group and being on the investor program? And do you think you'd you'd be in the position you're in now had you not had that support circle around you? So if I'd never got into the VIP group um, and I'd never found yourself, I don't know how other how other trainers work, but I just found experiencing other trainers. I found that you, especially with the daily daily lives of daily property updates, it kept me right in it. It really got me into it. And then, like I said, the business in the box that got me into it. 
and that that finally got me out there on the net it got me known um and i was i was there almost with with that alone um with just the vip but i decided to take the step up to the mentorship um partly because another thing i didn't know uh, didn't mention is the other course they were like oh yeah just stick it all on credit cards stick it all on you've got to pay the whole amount up front 12000 and um i did you know i spread it out on credit cards i i maxed my credit cards out whereas when i when i came on to on to investor it, it was like oh we can do a monthly a monthly uh, fee which my monthly fee is now covered it's been covered since december through the properties um and it just made it more manageable over a year paying that monthly fee rather than the pressure of oh yeah pay it all up front now mm-hmm. um so yeah when i came on to the mentoring it was it was um it was more about looking at the structure of of how to go out how to find these deals and just the support there that the, the hand holding was extra it was more again than you're getting in the vip and um those really intricate really difficult questions came in uh, and i got those sorted you know i wouldn't have had the knowledge i wouldn't have had the confidence to to be I, i'd be where i am now maybe with the seven but i, I wouldn't have been as confident i would no way have been as confident and um, mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had the other the other one that i've got i've got one in the pipeline at the moment that's that wouldn't have even been an option without a facebook page because that came from a facebook post and Good. then it came from speaking to to rick and, and getting the uh, getting the planning commission in place to to actually get it you know legal so i can then look at taking on because i didn't want to get involved with the planning i'll, I'll get involved with the licensing because that's not a problem but the planning i wanted the uh, owner to get that sorted first and and, and they have and, and because i've helped them via rick they want to come to me now so that deal has been bubbling away for four or five months Thank you, Ben. Awesome. So Ben's mentioned the VIP program, folks. We're going to go into questions in a second, but if you're interested in being a part of my VIP group, what is it? It's an online group. It's delivered on Facebook. There's about 150 hours worth of workshops in the group, in the workshop section. There's a daily coaching thread where you can ask me questions and I reply to them. There is also a two-hour live mastermind session with me every two weeks. and there's the community element. So Ben's talking about, you know, the networking in the community, which is all part and parcel of being in the group. Now, it's where I almost live. It's where I spend most of my time, post most of my content. Now, you can access the group for £1. So if you're interested in joining, there's a link on the screen there. It's in the chat box. Copy and paste it or click on it. Head over to VIP. You can get in for £1 for the first 30 days. And after that, it will go up to 29.95 and it's just pay as you go. So if you want to start your journey like Ben's done, come into the VIP group, have a look around, see if you like the way that things are done and the way that we conduct the workshops and all the education. And you can just literally pay as you go. It's 29 pounds a month. Most people stay with us for, well, we only started it two years ago. and Most people are still with us from that point because the value element is just absolutely huge so thank you ben like let's go through a, a few questions that we've got in the chat box so heighten um, maybe you joined a little bit late because we did discuss this but heighten's just asking ben just how many rooms do you have uh so it's actually it's when uh 31 31 rooms in total 31 rooms, not bad going, right? Pretty good going. And um, someone's saying, love your story. Talk about Monday motivation. I don't know who it is because the name hasn't come up. So that's awesome. Uh, Sandy is asking, how did you finance your first rent-to-rent deal, Ben? Um, 
I've been quite lucky. I've, I've always been interested in finances um, and it came from personal finance. I've made money in the business um, and I know how to work credit cards. And I had about 45,000 available on credit cards, um, but I use it sensibly and I, I probably use my credit cards to fund a lot of my business so far. So my, my business owes me 35 grand. Yeah. I don't know when it will ever pay it back, but at some point. Well, you know, you've got to start with something. You got to, I mean, you, even with rent to rent, right? You've got to have a pot for, for marketing. You've got to have a pot for um, redecorating and, and putting all of those little niggles right. So you can charge those great market rents. But, you know, we've all got to start somewhere. We've got to start with something. Um, Yemi's asking, Ben, where are your properties located? This is a great question because, like I said, with the other course, they told me not to even bother because I'm in the South. I'm based in Plymouth. Um, they told me to go and look at properties in Liverpool or Manchester, miles away from home. I didn't want to do that. I just chose them on my doorstep. And luckily, all of these are actually um, in the PL4 postcode, which is all within a mile of my own residence, which is, again, just really lucky. Awesome. And um, Haiti is also asking, what is the one thing that you love about property? Just one thing, if you could pick one. Um, to pick the biggest thing then it would probably be just making nice homes for tenants making nice homes for tenants i love it and making a bit of money for you as well yeah 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 at some point <laughs> <laughs> awesome ben it's been it's been an absolute pleasure we, we are nearly 40 minutes in in terms of um your own education moving forwards and um, do you read do you read books do you take inspiration from books or podcasts I read the three plus one plan, which is if you've got three buy to lets and uh, and your own residential, you'll be financially free. Um, I think my mindset's changed on that already. I mean, it, it seemed great when I was reading it at the time. Um, more recently, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which was great um, for my financial mind. It was great as well. And then I've read the um, Forty Five Ways to Buy Property. Of by course. <laughs> and uh, I think from there I went on to House Arrest. Then. And, All right, uh, you did it the wrong way round. House Arrest is. Uh, the first I know, but I think I came, I came, I came across your program when Forty Five Ways to Buy Property was coming out. So okay. that's why I did it that way. Got another book coming out in about three months. We've just copyrighted the name and we've just uh, trademarked it. It's called The Millionaire Property Method. So look out for that one as well. That's going to be my next book. So thank you so much, Ben, for being here on behalf of everyone. And if you're watching on the replay, keep the questions coming in because Ben can answer them for you on the replay if you've got any more questions for him. And of course, if you want to join VIP, Ben's in the VIP. He posts very regularly in there, shares his journey and his tips and his tricks and what he's done in property over the last seven months. So thank you so much for being here, Ben. And I'll see you back in the VIP room. If people do want to reach out to you on a one-to-one -one basis, how can they do that? Yeah, thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm on Facebook, obviously. You can send me a message on Messenger or chat to me in, in the VIP group. Um, you can also follow my pop pop property company page, which is Merlin Kerf. Um, I'll get it up there, let Merlin Kerf and that's on facebook but you'll see me posting that in the uh, vip group every now and then as well awesome thank you ben thank you for being here and thanks everyone for watching the link is in there if you want to come over to vip see you on the other side take care and don't forget to have a little bit of fun thank you all take care ben. have a good week cheers